uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to our Out Loud Microsoft edition. This episode was recorded during Microsoft Ignite. Ignite is one of Microsoft's biggest annual events with over 30,000 people in attendance in Orlando, Florida to catch up on all the latest Microsoft news. As always, I'm joined by expert guest from Modality Systems, Tom Arbuthnot. Microsoft very kindly allowed us to use one of their special podcast recording booths, so it was a real treat for Tom and I to record the podcast in person. We discuss all the Microsoft communication and collaboration news that's come out during the Ignite event, and Tom takes me through all of the new features that have been on show. Have a listen. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of our Out Loud Microsoft podcast coming to you live from Microsoft Ignite here in very sunny but also very hot and muggy Florida. As always, I am joined by our Microsoft expert from Modality Systems, Tom Arbuthnot. Tom, how are you today? How are you finding Ignite so far? Yeah, good. We're into day two, so it's been really busy already, even after one day. But yeah, lots of news dropped and uh, big day again today. I have to say I was slightly overwhelmed by the size of Ignite, but as you can see, well, you won't be able to see this if you're on the podcast, but if you're watching the video stream, you can see we're in a very fancy special Microsoft studio to record yeah, this, which is a particular treat. Yeah, we've uh, it's been a bit stepped up for Ignite, so the, uh, the kind guys at Microsoft have given us a, a bit of a studio. We're actually in the middle of Community Central, which is where all the community meetups are, and this is also the same floor that is the expo. So the 30,000 people, you know, you can see how busy it is that you can't see from one end to the other. It really is a big event. Yeah, I wanted to touch on Ignite a bit. As you said, 30,000 people. I, th- I think I saw in a tweet from you the other day, it's over the, the size of a small town in terms of the expo halls and everything. Yeah, the convention centres here are just, are just crazy. You're walking from one end to the other is an hour walk. It really is a serious thing. But you need that space to deal with all the sessions, all the breakouts, all the community meetups. You're feeding all these people. There's you know drinks and events. So it's uh, Orlando, we've done it here a couple of years. It's a great venue for this kind of stuff. Yeah, I think yesterday I did 30,000 steps, which I, which I needed to walk off all the food I ate from around Microsoft. Yeah, it doesn't matter how much you walk. Uh, Ignite net net is uh, calorie positive if you're out having uh, drinks and dinners for sure it, it definitely is. so i think we we better start on the on the real content and i don't think there's anywhere else to start apart from microsoft teams which is just i mean it's what it's been one of the most commonly mentioned platforms phrases from the entire event yeah definitely i mean it's been been big news the the biggest news really has been about the growth and, and microsoft kind of positioning it more and more as part of their microsoft 365 stack yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I put an article on the website that was part of Microsoft's advanced press release, which is Teams is the fastest growing business app for Microsoft ever. Yeah. Which sounds pretty incredibly impressive. Yeah. So this is where the, the people watching on video will know that we cheat now because we've got our laptops in front of us. So I've got my uh, notes for the numbers here. Um, so from the keynote yesterday, which uh, Laurie Wright ran, the numbers they mentioned, these are monthly active users. So these are not enabled users' numbers. These are real active users. It's 329,000 companies are using it, 87 of the Fortune 100, and 60 of those customers are 10,000 users plus. Wow. So this is not proof of concept stuff. You know, These are big numbers. They also mentioned Accenture as a reference as having 100,000 users, active monthly users plus. So you know we're getting the numbers up in these big customers where it's getting some real usage which is exciting no it's absolutely incredible isn't it and, and there's been so much talk of teams 
But firstly, in the in the keynotes, it's it's been one of the the, the most mentioned platforms. It's it's a really huge proposition for Microsoft. Yeah, I mean the, the the growth is feeding that, and and Microsoft more and more. If you looked at um, the keynote for Microsoft Teams, it wasn't really the keynote for Microsoft Teams. It was the keynote for modern workplace and Microsoft 365 collaboration. So we talked about primarily Microsoft Teams. But there was a bit of Outlook in there. There was a bit of SharePoint in there. There was a bit of Yammer in there. And the story is generally Yammer and SharePoint are integrating and working nicer and nicer with Teams, but the point is it's a Microsoft 365 collaboration play. So things like Microsoft Search are going to enable some such scenarios that the data leakage prevention is across multiple Microsoft products. And that's really where Microsoft is starting to differentiate in the market, is they're not just a collaboration platform. You've got you know Cisco WebEx Teams and you've got Microsoft Teams. It's a very different proposition. You've got Microsoft collaboration. Teams is kind of the star of that. But absolutely, exchanges in there, SharePoint is in there, Yammer is in there as well. Yeah, that's interesting you should mention that. I was talking to some of the analysts in the media centre this morning, and they were saying that is the fundamental difference between competitive propositions, yeah. whether that be Cisco you, you or... You can say them. Or, right. Whether that be Cisco, <laughs> but Microsoft can offer that integration across the, the suite of Office applications, yeah. which, let's face it, are... You know, used massively across the world. Yeah, the, the dominant platform, absolutely. So that, and that's where Microsoft have this unique edge and can do some really unique things because they have the stack, not just a, a point play. They can do some really clever stuff. Uh, and we've also there's a huge amount of new features discussed. I know I was tweeting about we saw the the background blur, which we we've talked about before. We, we saw that live on stage, and, and we saw loads of other features that we've been talking about before in action the, the translation features which, yeah you know i'm really looking forward to when i converse with all my korean contacts which, <laughs> which i have a huge network you see today global yeah, absolutely so. yeah i mean so a lot of the features if you're a podcast listener you will have heard about these we talk about stuff really early so background blur was a feature that now generally available what that means is all the tenants have now got that feature um the meeting recording in the cloud is now generally available. They, they showed some features on mobile. Just scroll down my list here. So things like uh, annotation of images is now generally available. Um, mobile companion scenario where you can basically be in a meeting but load your mobile up and use it as a companion device in the meeting. So you can load your PowerPoint from your mobile walk around the room and talk and flip oh, I your didn't slides. see that yeah, actually so I don't know how I missed that that's that. very poor journalism for me <laughs> yeah it's quite a, it's quite a nice practical scenario like you know you walk into meeting rooms you're presenting with four or five people you can you know walk around or sit on your mobile or you can be remote and present into the meeting in a really nice way as well yeah because I mean I've thought about that before effectively a mobile is a supporting device and if you're on a desktop or whatever why would you not be utilizing it that's a really I haven't looked at that so I'll have to go and dig that yeah, out yeah it's a big part and a big part of the Microsoft Teams story is increasingly both mobile first and we'll talk about some of the new scenarios they talked about later but also using mobile to full effect so you know using bluetooth beaconing using the mobile as a companion device really making the most of the fact everybody has a, a little computer in their pocket and so most of those features we've discussed on the on the podcast yeah. before because we knew, we knew they were coming but there was also there have been some new preview features that, that we're going to be looking ahead to. Yeah, definitely. The big one was uh, live meetings. So for those who you know pay careful attention, Skype Broadcast is the old name for this. On Skype for Business, you could do this. Now you can do this on Teams. And it's where you schedule a meeting just like a regular meeting, but it gets broadcast out to up to 10,000 people. So really scaling up. And it's not an interactive, collaborative meeting. It's a one-to-many kind of broadcast. So the scenarios we see in enterprise are things like, you know, 
big, big customers that have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of users, a regional lead might easily have six, 7,000 reports. They can now, with no external cost, with no crazy setup, do a broadcast to their entire team, have it recorded and saved in the cloud as well. And it's making that kind of scenario way more cost effective and way more accessible to regular businesses. And those are becoming, I think, with the rising importance of the rising importance importance that's put on company culture. Yeah. Things like team broadcasts and monthly updates are absolutely massive within enterprise, aren't they? In terms of updating on everyone and what's going on in the business, what the strategy is. So, so that's a really useful feature for, for yeah, teams. Yeah, and it's again, it's just, it's just in the box. So typically that scenario today, if you don't have that, you have to go out to an external company, you pay them to do an event coordination, you pay them to do the broadcast. Microsoft, because of their scale and their cloud, can just bundle this stuff in as part of the offer. So, you know, it, it, it's really making this stuff uh, kind of a complete solution. The same tool I'm using to meet my direct reports and have a collaborative meeting, I just click a drop down and I go from a Teams meeting to a live meeting and suddenly I'm able to broadcast to thousands of people. Yeah, and, and were there any other major preview features that we should be looking at? Yeah, didn't really get talked about in the keynote because it's a bit techy-techy, but good for our audience. The APIs previewed. So these are APIs that are going to allow more interaction with Microsoft Teams in terms of media and calling. So giving us the opportunity to have contact center scenarios where contact centers can directly interoperate with Microsoft Teams, so add users from meetings, take away users from meetings, which enables some new telephony scenarios, but also more and more Teams becoming a platform where we can build solutions around it. So you might build a specific, uh, say, healthcare scenario where you want to pull different people into a meeting dynamically, those APIs are going to allow you to spin up Teams meetings, add people, control the media, all using Microsoft Teams as a foundation, but with your own application over the top. And that's something Microsoft have been doing a lot more, isn't it, in terms of that interoperability and offering businesses more customization options? Yeah, absolutely. And you're right, the, the first thing they did actually was give uh, interop for standards-based video. So Polycom announced this week they're GAing their cloud video interop platform, which means you can take like a standards-based endpoint, so a Cisco or whatever else, and connect it to a Microsoft Teams meeting. BlueJeans and Pexip are about a month away from GAing a similar solution. But that API story was initially just for partners to create. Now it's for anybody who wants to develop a line of business solution can get access to these APIs in preview. Uh, and you mentioned healthcare before. One of the things you were explaining to me while Tom does a very diligent preparation of me before the podcast <laughs> to make sure I vaguely know what's going on was the expansion of teams across different vertical markets. Yeah, this is really interesting. So, so of the news, lots of this stuff we knew was coming. This is genuinely new stuff. So Microsoft increasingly across the entire org are taking a more vertical focus. So it used to be Microsoft would kind of do 80% and then the, the, the customers or the partners would fill a gap. They're being much more active to meet business requirements in specific verticals now. So for Teams, that was education first. So education got a really quick uptake in uh, Microsoft Teams, you know, student-teacher interaction. Obviously, students are, tend to be a younger age group, so tend to be more into this new world of working out yeah, loud. Yeah, chat apps, collaboration, collaboration chat, mobile general, first, yeah. iPads, all that kind of stuff. So, so Microsoft went and built specific scenarios that focus on education. So things like checking in and out assignments, like speaking to students and teachers. So still Microsoft Teams, but customised that scenario. And, and at Ignite, in the demos, they had two new scenarios. So one is kind of first-line workers, which is basically Microsoft's term for kind of retail, mass, front-of-house-type workers. 
And in that scenario, they had a session, uh, sorry, a schedule builder. So you could do um, your schedule for the week. The manager can see all the different people. You can do shift swaps. You can see who's on your shift. So really, unusually for Microsoft or the old Microsoft, they're focusing in on industry vertical, saying what are your business problems and how can we help customise teams for that scenario. And that, it's massive, isn't it? Because collaboration has always been traditionally maybe pigeonholed to the to the design concept worker technical yeah teams. knowledge knowledge worker traditionally Absol- right? knowledge like, worker that's what i was looking for. that <laughs> yeah. was the actual phrase i was looking for. but you're absolutely right opening it up to whole realms of uh, of different workforce it, it would be massive as we go forward and yeah and the other one they demoed was healthcare and healthcare as an industry is just massive i think in satya's keynote he said it's something like 18 percent of uh the US economy is, is based around healthcare. Wow. So so in his keynote, he was mentioning how Microsoft, if they can positively impact that industry, they can positively impact the whole economy. And that's the same around the world. You know, the NHS in the UK, the biggest employer I think we've got. So anything Microsoft can do to make that space more productive is a real positive impact for everybody. And in that scenario, it was all about mobile first. So we know, you know, from experience, lots of people in both retail and in healthcare are using non-compliant consumer-based chat products. They have a business requirement to communicate really quickly, to share files, to share photos, to check their shifts. And they're not you know, actively trying to not use the corporate standard, but they want something that works for them. It has to be mobile first, it has to be responsive, it has to share photos. And so they you know, typically go to consumer stuff. What Microsoft are offering is a mobile solution that does all of that, but is HIPAA compliant, but is you know GDPR compliant, all those you know good compliance standards, but still in an accessible, usable mobile experience. I, I think that's that's pretty much it for the the teams. New, I mean, that took the absolute bulk of the, <laughs> the bulk of the podcast. And I, before we go, I did want to say, Tom, Skype for business. I heard someone mention Skype, the other, Skype for what? Well, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. I mean, it's someone I saw someone on Twitter mention the other day. It has almost been noticeable in its absence. I mean, j- just from a press perspective, yeah. we got a big press release before a 28-page press release. You control F, no Skype yeah. in the whole 28-page, and I think I heard it mentioned once in the in the keynote. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's very obvious. This happened last year as well. I think there was one or two Skype for Business sessions last year at Ignite. There's one this year. The one session this year is about Skype for Business Server 2019. Yeah, which is obviously um, the big news. Yeah, but, but, but you, it's, it's obvious where Microsoft's mind is and where they want people focused. They want people focused on Teams. The, the news is the same as before. There is no end-of-life date for Skype for Business Online or for Skype for Business Server. Um, but absolutely Microsoft want you to be trying to go to Teams first. They believe Teams is the right platform. So Server is uh, very close to being generally available. There's a new version of Exchange Server, a new version of uh, Skype for Business Server, and a new version of SharePoint Server. The reality is there are still you know hundreds of thousands of seats on those server products. So they're not going away. They're not being you know taken away. But increasingly Microsoft are getting more and more... Uh, you know, kind of blunt, blunt and blatant about they believe the cloud is the future. If you have an enterprise reason to run Skype for Business, that, that's great. Go ahead and rec- uh, use that. So a, a classic one for us is compliance recording. In finance, people need to record all their modalities, all their meetings. That can today still only be done on Skype for Business server. Um, so it's not going away. The new version of server will be supported until 2023 for mainstream and 2025 for extended support. 
Um, but don't expect lots of sessions with Microsoft promoting that stuff. It's, it's the, the old world they are maintaining and looking after and they appreciate customers are on a you know, big customer's multi-year transition. It's just a reality. But they want to get people thinking about and moving that, that way now um, so that in the future they're cloud first as much as possible. Yeah, I think it was, as you said, there's always going to be a requirement for certain customers to have the on-premise Skype services. But I think in one of the keynotes, you're right, that Microsoft are getting more and more blunt about it. Yeah. He said, if you're looking at online, look at Teams. You know, it's, it, yeah. it's that straightforward. And, and, and there are some things that are not in the kind of marketing messaging, but some subtle things. So, for example, on Friday, there's a session about being on Skype business server, but using Microsoft Teams meetings. So, so that's a scenario where you might take the best of both worlds. So you're, you've invested a lot of money in enterprise voice telephony globally in your environment. You've got the gateways, you've got the servers. For whatever business or commercial or depreciation reason that's not going away, there'll be a new opportunity to do your meetings on Microsoft Teams even though you're homed on Skype for Business. So taking some of that feature benefit of plugging this meeting join, great mobile experience for meetings, but still leveraging Skype Business's telephony platform. So it's uh, from a if you look at a glance, it's like Skype for Business is, is clearly not Microsoft's focus and that's true. But if you're a customer committed to that roadmap and that platform, there is a new server version, there is stuff happening. It's just not gonna make the kind of media, the keynotes, the press release. Absolutely, it's not gonna grab my attention like like Teams. No, has. and when you look at the Teams usage, you can see that Microsoft are backing a winner for you know individual customers there'll always be a business reason to do one thing or another but at scale 87 of the FTSE 100 shows people are getting on the team's bandwagon for sure in a big way uh, and just finally Tom what are you looking forward to for the rest of the week in particular Ignar? Uh, yeah so there's loads more Microsoft team sessions there is a Skype business server session that I'll try and hit just to know what's going I on I will be looking world. forward to attending that yeah yeah it's worth going to to understand what the messaging is I just like to hear Skype you know, it's just <laughs> exciting to me yeah um, also I've got a session on Wednesday and a session on Friday so a couple of speaking sessions but other than that it's mainly to be honest all the sessions get streamed and recorded it's mainly catching up with everybody as, as I was saying off camera to you some of these people you only see once a year it's a big big event so catching up with everybody is really my priority well i have to tell all the the listeners and viewers if you walk around ignite with tom it's very much like walking around your hometown with your mum where she knows everyone and every two minutes tom is stopping to talk to someone yeah you are the hub of the microsoft communication well, look, that, collaboration that might network. be stretching it a bit but there are a lot of friends here and everybody knows everybody so yeah for sure it's, I, I love ignite for that we're actually having straight after this a community meetup and that's an opportunity for product group mvps and, and just people in the community to come and talk about teams and those things are the most valuable to me that customer interaction that product group interaction and all all, all peers talking together about teams and, and the bigger microsoft 365 story yeah well it's my it's my first time here it's it's an absolutely great coming event. back next year I, I, absolutely if microsoft will have me it depends really how this podcast goes <laughs> but um I, i've really enjoyed myself as you said the community feel is it is really one of the key things um if, if you want any more information listeners or viewers head to uctoday.com there's loads of information there as always tom on your blog it's tomtalks.uk yeah tomtalks.uk i've um, got a a roundup of the week's news going up towards the end of the week so there'll be one blog post that will give you everything that happened this week um, that's always my goal is to try and summarize things i'm also doing daily videos on linkedin and twitter so you can hit those for just a, a two-minute summary of all the news of the day yeah i was going to say follow us on social media as well because i mean there's, there's always yeah there's a lot there. going on yeah 
Um, but we'll, we'll get this podcast out uh, as, as soon as possible. But thank you so much for, for listening or watching both of us. Great, thank you. As always, huge thanks to Tom for coming onto the podcast. And we should also say a big thank you to Microsoft, firstly for letting us cover the event, but also for letting us use one of their very fancy podcast booths. As we mentioned, Tom's blog has loads more details on all of the news. That's at tomtalks.uk. But also, I've made sure there are loads of articles on our website about Ignite. So head to uctoday.com for more details on all the topics we discussed. Very kindly, Microsoft also videoed the podcast recording, so you may well be able to find that online soon if for some bizarre reason you want to see what Tom and I look like while recording. Although I must pre-warn you, it's not pretty. That's it for today's episode, though. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to the channel, tell your friends, and leave a review. Thanks for listening.